Listener's discretion is advised. This New Year's Eve will be so awesome. The stars have all aligned. So match your jerseys and cummerbunds, cause now it's playoff time. It's playoff time, my dear. It's playoff time. Footballs will spike, midnight will strike, cause now it's playoff time. Yes, New Year's Eve will be so awesome watching college football through confetti. parties who are listening here tonight now as you have heard during the cold opening of this edition of random stuff it is that time again the college football playoffs and two of the new year's six bowl games will be on new year's eve now we're gonna step aside for a bit and let jimmy kimball talk about the bowl games especially the one named after him in the L.A. Bowl. In college football news, they announced all the uh, big college bowl games yesterday. Michigan and Georgia are in the Orange Bowl. Alabama and Cincinnati are in the Cotton Bowl. Ohio State will play Utah in the Rose Bowl. And the matchup for the biggest bowl of them all, the first ever Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, presented by Stiefel, has been set. We will see Oregon State versus Utah State. And I don't know if any of you have ever had a... A bowl game named after you, but it's it's exciting. It's the game is happening at SoFi Stadium, December eighteenth. I want to make it the best bowl game ever. And one thing we don't have is a mascot. The schools have mascots, but the bowl itself doesn't. I just want to say congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel for his own bowl game in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium. That will be between Utah State and Oregon State, as Kimmel mentioned during his monologue. Now. The winner between Alabama and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl and the winner of the Orange Bowl between Michigan and Georgia will face against each other in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium January 10th for the National Championship game. Now, the other uh, games on New Year's Day will be Oklahoma State against Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl in the University of no, that's not the University of Phoenix Stadium anymore. It's a State Farm 
<laughs> State Farm Stadium. And then the yearly annual Rose Bowl game. It's back in Pasadena for the first time since 2019 because the 2020 uh, Rose Bowl, I mean 2021 Rose Bowl game was in Texas. And then that game will be between Ohio State and Utah. And finally, the Sugar Bowl to conclude the New Year Six will be number seven ranked Baylor against the number eight ranked Ole Miss. And some of the other bowl games. I mean, January 4th, there's another bowl game. Uh, it'll be Kansas State against Louisiana State University. And then the Citrus Bowl and Outback Bowl will be on New Year's Day as well. And there's some others like the Arizona Bowl and then the Sun Bowl. And at the Tax Layer Bowl and the Las Vegas Bowl and Music City Bowl, the Dukes Mayo Bowl, Alamo Bowl, Cheez-It Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, Fenway, Fenway Bowl. Well, we haven't seen that ever. That's the first time we've ever seen the Fenway Bowl. That will be on Fenway Park. And it will be between, like, between Virginia and SMU, a.k.a. the Southern Methodist University. Which I, I think it was what SMU stands for. I, I forgot. And then the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. It's the first time I've heard, I've heard about it. Uh, that'll be against Minnesota. It'll be Minnesota against West Virginia. Then the Liberty Bowl. And then the Holiday Bowl. First Responder Bowl. Oh, never heard of that. Air Force against Louisville. The Birmingham Bowl. That'll be Houston against Auburn. And then the Military Bowl. Quick Lane. Oh, there's a lot of... I can't even get through these shit, man. That's a lot of bowl games. Anyway. Anyway. Enough about that. Let's get back to the bad thing. And it is between Putin and Biden having a bit of a conversation that did not go so well or as people thought it would. Here's a listen in. Well, guys, let's get to some news. Today, President Biden held a big one-on-one -on -one video call with Russian President Vladimir Putin that lasted two hours. And like most two-hour meetings over Zoom, Putin was like, this could have been email. <laughs> on the bright side, it was the first time Putin could see Biden on camera when Biden actually knew he was on camera. <laughs> Zoom meetings with Putin are interesting. Uh, some people go without pants. Putin just goes without a shirt. Uh, and his space background, too. I saw that before the big meeting, Biden spoke with the leaders of Germany, France, Italy, and the UK. That's not all. Several other European leaders reached out to give him advice. Here's what they had to say. Check this out. First, we have British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He told Biden, never get your hair cut from a supercut that has 1.5 stars on Yelp. Wow. Not the advice. Yeah. Not the advice he was asking for. Good advice, though. Next, you have Irish President Michael D. Higgins. He said, forget about the Putin call. We have to take the ring to Mordor. What is he? Next, we have President uh, Erdogan of Turkey. He told Biden, I've always found that other world leaders respond to me breathing heavily into the phone and not saying anything. <laughs> After that, we have Italian President Sergio Mattarella. He said, I know I may be your grandma's new boyfriend, but just know I make her really happy. Here, here's Scotland's first minister, uh, Nicola Sturgeon. She told Biden, if you sell 18 knives in one month, that makes you part of our platinum diamond club. 
And finally, President George Vela of Malta gave Biden some advice. He said, the rare caterpillars that live on my face say, good luck. <laughs> at, least, at least that's something. Well, that is not the only thing Biden has to face. He also had to face the entire U.S. Senate because... We'll let the Late Show guy tell you. Biden kicked off the virtual summit early this morning. Democracy, government of the people, by the people, for the people, can at times be fragile, but it also is inherently resilient. It's capable of self-correction and it's capable of self-improvement. And yes, democracy's hard. We all know that. Do we, though, Joe? <laughs> it's like he's saying all the right things, but he kind of seems like the kind grandpa who's moved in because mom and dad have gone away for a while and doesn't really understand where the family's at right now. He, he's reminding the kids about the basics. Dinner's at six, face and hands washed, say grace first, while ignoring the cockfighting ring they have set up in the family room. Now, if you want proof that our democracy is truly troubled, you can look no further than the United States Senate, where yesterday, in the middle of a huge COVID spike, they voted to overturn Biden's vaccine mandates for businesses. I think the U.S. Senate is trying to kill us. Next, they're going to make restaurants change the sign in the bathroom to employees must massage raw chicken before returning to work. Now, let's hear... Well, it seems that we're going to have to go to part two. No, we're not going to really go to part two. We're really going to a segment... After this brief ad, stay tuned. In these more certain times, as the world opens up and life gets back to normal, Menon wants you to know that we don't think of you as family anymore. We have our own families. So suck it up. You're on your own from now on. Speed stick. The honeymoon's over. Go f*** yourself. And we have returned after a brief ad, folks. Now it is time for the other news that everybody was talking about. And it is a quote often used by the host of The Late Show on CPS called Case and Point. Well, this Case in Point segment is where we're going to pick up where we left off from tonight's monologue where the United States Senate re overturned Biden's plan to have these mandates for all the businesses. Well, things turned for the worst, really, because you know how they did it? Well, the host of The Late Show on CBS will tell you. Two Democrats joined all 50 Republicans to pass the repeal but the House is never going to pass it. And even if they did, Biden wouldn't sign it. So the vote was largely symbolic. That symbol? Calvin peeing on a syringe. <laughs> One of the bill's supporters was Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, seen here moments before the swarm of locusts flew out of his mouth. <laughs> Senator Johnson held a teletown hall last night, and he had, and I'm being generous here, thoughts about how to treat and prevent the spread of COVID. 
there are things you can do, again, vitamin D, you know, zinc, uh, keep yourself healthy. Uh, vitamin C, by the way, uh, standard gargle, uh, mouthwash uh, has been proven to kill the coronavirus. See, if you get it, if you're, you, know, you may reduce viral replication. Okay, that is wrong. <laughs> and very specific. He sounds like a guy who has a colleague with bad breath who won't take the hint. Uh, you know what else kills COVID? Deodorant. Not the natural kind, nothing fancy. I'm just talking about men in speed stick, okay? <laughs> Try it, Ted Cruz. I mean, anyone. Try it. Try it, anyone in the Senate. Now, uh, actual doctors were quick to point out that most coronavirus infections actually occur through the nose, and that even if gargling mouthwash kills some of the virus, it won't be able to clean the nasal area. That is true. But if you want something that does, try Stephen Colbert's vodka neti pot. Your nose is gonna get crumped. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, I guess the uh, two senators that uh, joined the Republican Party are pretty much sick and tired of the Democratic plan. But for... Ron Johnson to say, oh, we'll put vitamin C that killed the coronavirus is probably in some other terms for people. That is complete, total bullshit. Oh, just saying. Now, Fox News has been the problem recently this December. And the most recent is their Christmas tree in New York where their Christmas tree was literally on fire. And they probably blame it on the Democrats. And mainly other networks like CNN as the Fox News people are defending the Christmas tree like it was Donald Trump. Anyway, let's go back to the Late Show guy. The holiday season is in full swing already here in New York. The Christmas lights are burning bright especially over at Fox News headquarters. <laughs> where last night the Fox News Christmas tree was set on fire. Now, I know what you're thinking, but the ghost of Hugo Chavez has an alibi. <laughs> Thankfully, no one was hurt. We're not talking about a couple of toasted pine cones here. Take a look. Crispy Kringles. Of course, this would never have happened if the tree had a gun. Come on, you gotta give a squirrel, give a squirrel a gun or something like that. Fox News tried to warn us this was coming. Every time a store clerk says happy holidays, a Christmas tree bursts into flames. <laughs> Authorities arrested a suspect last night. Police say they believe he is homeless and mental illness may have played a factor. Homeless and mentally ill? Oh my God, the fire was set by Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> so, no picture available. So it doesn't look like this holly jolly arsonist was politically motivated, but Fox News is still going to eight maids of milk it. Here's the stocking stuff with their coverage from this morning. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, somebody burns down a Christmas tree. This is personal to you two at home now. The Fox Christmas tree vandalized, arson. I know some people would like to simplify this to just a, a Christmas tree. Who sets a Christmas tree on fire? The Christmas tree, the holiday tree here in the square. I'm sorry. 
Did a fox anchor just say, holiday tree? What the? Am I, keep it up, Deucey, and Ainsley's gonna set you on fire. The fox clearly wanted to drive home the point that this fire was set intentionally, as Steve Ducey said. Apparently the guy is still being interviewed by the arson squad. It's beginning to look a lot like arson. It's beginning to look a lot like arson. Everywhere you go, take a look at the tree and then the flames are roaring once again. Ducey, stop, drop, Roll. Thank you. Little Bing. You got a, a nice song. Such a Bing, baby. Bing Crosby. The fire was particularly upsetting for the friends at Fox because the evergreen tree is, of course, a symbol of the eternal life given by Christ. Or as Ainsley put it, It's a tree that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas spirit. It is about the holiday season. Uh, it's it, about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. Ainsley, you're a gift from Jesus. <laughs> but I'm gonna, bless your heart, Ainsley, I'm gonna go out on a burning limb and say this is not about Hanukkah. If it was, the fire would have looked like this. But, but, but on the other hand, maybe it is about Hanukkah, because I have a feeling that Fox will miraculously make the story last for eight days. But why would Fox News try to defend the Christmas tree as if the Democrats are going to riot and then attack the Christmas tree and set it on fire? Oh, that's right. Fox News is playing the blame game like the other Republicans. Oh, well. Why would they put Christ in Christmas tree? Why would they make it so religious that we, wa we want to worship that tree? Hmm. Anyway, there was one person who got arrested. Uh, just... <laughs> that was probably last week or two weeks ago. And you wouldn't believe who got arrested during the uh, January uh, 6th riot. The latest person to get arrested was... Take it away, hosted Late Show on CBS. Tonight in the Ring of Wrong, we've got Oath Keeper and actor James Beeks, seen here showing his range from banker cowboy to cowboy banker. <laughs> Beeks was arrested last week for allegedly attempting to break through a line of police officers guarding the Senate chamber. But it turns out, he's not just a threat, he's a triple threat. Because until his arrest, he was playing Judas in the touring production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, Jesus Christ Superstar. A Broadway performer was at the insurrection? Well, that explains why he was giving notes to the other rioters. No, 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 when you scream, hang Mike Pence, you do it from the diaphragm. Ah. Hang Mike Pence, it's hang Mike Pence. <laughs> but, Investigators finally found Beeks after attending two performances of Jesus Christ Superstar. Really? Two performances? Come on, FBI. Just admit you like a good musical. Uh, I think we need to go back tomorrow night to buy a t-shirt. I mean, ID the perp. Do you think he would sign my playbill? I mean, subpoena. This week, Beeks was in court 
and he got himself in hot water when he told the judge that he had divine authority and argued the government had no jurisdiction over him. Divine authority? Does he think he is his character from Jesus Christ Superstar? God, I wish he'd been in Cats. Your Honor, this is not a jellical court, so it has no authority over jellical cats. I rest my case. Meow! I said meow, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the judge must have been a fan, because Beeks was released under strict conditions, including that he observe a curfew and wear a GPS tracking device. So get ready to see James Beeks star in Joseph and the amazing Technicolor ankle monitor. <laughs> but even though, oh, I forgot, I forgot about the ankle Now I'm gonna bring it home. Even though he's not going to be a touring Broadway artist anymore, Beeks has another career to fall back on because his YouTube page also lists him as one of the top Michael Jackson tribute artists in the U.S. It makes sense, because this guy is bad. And he clearly want to be starting something. But he's no smooth criminal, because we all remember the time Biden won the election, but Beeks tried to beat it and left capital maintenance having to clean poop off the wall. Beeks can say, say, say whatever he wants and scream about sovereign citizenship, but he'll go down in history as somebody seriously dangerous. PYT. Well, I guess we can call James Beeks the real-life Judas. Hmm? That is pretty much the correct term for him. Now, finally, the space news where Michael Strahan came back to Earth yesterday. After a successful hunch on Thursday, Strahan is going to tell the entire world how he did in space. Now, after this uh, brief ad, we're going to listen to a song, so don't go anywhere. I've been driving a Lincoln since long before anybody paid me to drive one. I didn't do it to be cool. I didn't do it to make a statement. I just... Pull over your vehicle! I'll be damned. What's the big hurry, sir? This car belonged to you, sir. Yes, sir. I bought it. It's my car. Okay. Well, can I see some paperwork? Yes, sir. I'm going to reach slowly for my license. <laughs> Yeah, you're not from around here, are you? As I was saying, I've been driving a Lincoln since long. Pull over your vehicle. You got a tail light out. No, I don't. I looked at the tail lights. You do now. But now I'm driving a new Lincoln. A Lincoln for 2021. A Lincoln for us. Hello? 911? One angry Karen. I'm looking for a stolen vehicle. Excuse me, ma'am. No need for the cop. This is my vehicle. And the, the driver is being very aggressive with me. No need for this, ma'am. This is my car. I do not feel safe. I am, I'm scared for my life. Is this rapper bothering you, ma'am? Yes, he is. You're bothering me. 
So sorry, Senator, I didn't recognize you. After this brief momentous ad, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of Random Stuff, now we get to listen to a different kind of listening. Of course, I'm talking about one of the segments from the show called That's My Jam, which is created by the host of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. This show, that show, is based off all of the musical segments in the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show era. So... In this one, I'm going to make you listen to the one of the uh, segments from the show that's my jam called Wheel of Impossible Karaoke. Now, uh, here's a little rundown. Blake was the first person to uh, play, and he got the uh, musical genre challenge where he had to sing the theme song of the Golden Girls in a classic rock genre. And then you had John Legend uh, with the uh, Opposites Attract, where he had to sing a lyric to a song with a different song of the instrumental version of the song. Different instrumental version of the song. And then it led to Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande duetted with Kelly Clarkson after Kelly Clarkson uh, spun the Wheel of Impossible karaoke and got the mixtape medley showdown. I repeat, mixtape medley showdown, where they had to sing the medley of all the songs by pop divas. And here was the result. Here we go, bam! Whenever you're ready. Let's go, ladies. Show me 
Well, that was an eventful, eventful showdown, to say the least. And the result of this entire segment of Wheel of Impossible Karaoke, well, the Doombox decided that John Legend and Kelly Clarkson won the Wheel of Impossible Karaoke segment, which led them to eventually... Uh, win after the slay it, don't spray it challenge. So, by the way, if you haven't seen the sneak peek episode featuring the voice coaches, uh, that's my jam. You should see it. However, if you're going to watch the entire first season of That's My Jam, you're gonna have to wait because the actual first episode of the show will air on January. Yes, it will air on January of 2022, Monday, only on NBC, and then it will stream the next day on Peacock. So, it's a long wait, but I gotta tell you, it it, it is worth a watch of that show. But after the break, we're going to wrap it up. So, uh, don't go anywhere. Elf on the Shelf can only see so much. That's why this season, no secret is safe. They're mittens from Macy's. They cost $12.99 and they're one size too small. Oh. Introducing Zuck on a Truck. With the power of Facebook's massive database, your personal Mark Zuckerberg knows absolutely everything. Also, your mom is having an affair. Zuck on a truck can tell if you've been naughty or nice. He knows every website you've ever visited, every place you've ever lived, every friend you've ever made, every love you've ever lost, every schoolmate you've stalked. Zuck on a truck even knows when you'll die. 63. What? And he has a working horn. <laughs> cool. So be careful, all you naughty kids. <clears throat> it's not my place to judge what's right and wrong. Or don't. Because Zuck on a Truck takes no responsibility for your dangerous misbehavior. Quite the contrary. Zuck on a Truck will use his Yuletide algorithm to connect all the naughty children in your neighborhood. Santa's list is red!
It's a decoration insurrection with Zuck on a Truck, which for legal reasons has now been rebranded as Meta on a Jetta. In the Available at Walgreens. Well, folks, that will be all for this edition of Random Stuff. Don't forget to tune in next week for some more updates and whatever there is to even look at because, you know, people can get lazy sometimes. So good night. (laughs) 